When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to Business in Heels podcast, the podcast that inspires and educates women in business globally to succeed. Now over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Business and Heels podcast. This is episode 17 and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now joining me on today's show is Dr. Maria Zuschman. She is affectionately known as Dr. M and she has a passion for helping the community to feel and function better in all aspects of their lives and help them to identify and remove interferences that are holding them back from their goals. Dr. M speaks and teaches with humor, warmth and realness whilst having the amazing ability to make what may seem complex into easy and simple action steps to help you take your life to the next level. She's been in the health and wellness industry for over 20 years. Now, outside of her hands on work in her chiropractic practice, she's a sought after speaker and has facilitated hundreds of wellness workshops over the last 14 years. She's mentored other business owners from around Australia and she's also an award-winning businesswoman. Dr. M is a chiropractor, speaker, podcaster, personal performance coach, director of Inner Edge Wellness in Shell Harbour, New South Wales. She's also the founder of The Queen of Stress and the co-founder of the Momentum Awards. Now on today's show, Dr. M is going to share how stress can be a good thing in business if you know how to recognize it, manage it and use it for good. She's also going to share how we can start to recognize if we are behind the eight ball, as well as sharing some tips and insights on how we can start to use stress for good versus evil and lots, lots more. Welcome to the show, Dr. M. Thanks so much, Anne-Marie. It's so lovely to get to join you today. I'm excited to get to share. Yeah, absolutely. Look, stress is something that we all can relate to, whether we are in business or or not. So um, it's great that you're going to be able to share some insights today because I'm sure we can all benefit from that. Let's talk about it. Stress being a good thing. We often don't really kind of say that in the same sentence, but you say that it can be if we know how to recognize it, manage it uh, for good. Share more about that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the the easiest way to put it was put really nicely by one of my mentors many, many moons ago when I was speaking to him about um, how could we minimize our stress and, and how could we just basically 
eliminate it completely. Mm-hmm. And he smiled knowingly and wisely at me and he said, you know what, Maria, is there's always going to be punches in life. It's yes. just a matter of knowing how to duck and weave. Mm-hmm. So my version of that is we're always going to have stresses in our life and it's really working out how do we manage them and whether we and what perception we put around them as to whether we're seeing them as being a good thing or a bad thing and a negative. And particularly when we're looking at, at how we can manage our stress, we can absolutely harness it mm-hmm. to be able to get more productivity out of our day when it comes to our business lives, to be able to actually schedule our days so that we're able to not only manage our stress but our energy so we're getting the best out of our day mm. and we're using our zones of genius at the right time in the right place to get the desired results, particularly if we're just talking business hats on, mm-hmm. particularly within our businesses. But then that also has a, a personal flow on effect, of course, as well. Oh, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about that then. I mean, especially for uh, women who are listening and, and, and who've just heard you say that, think, oh my goodness, that is just a vision that I've been longing for to really be able to manage my day, manage my energy and really look at stress and be able to harness it for good rather than really have it drag me down to the point that it really is impacting their productivity and their performance. What would you say are some key things that they need to start doing first to enable them to to really build on, uh, you know, those particular strategies so that they can eventually start to really manage stress for the better? Absolutely. Well, I think it needs to get broken into two areas. And number one is that we, I always start by looking at what's going on with your personal stress in terms of what impact is that having on your health? Um, that comes back to my background of being a chiropractor and helping people with their brain body connection. And I've been in private practice for over 14 years now. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of my, my baby, if you like, is making sure that people on a personal level are able to make great choices when it comes to the to the management of stress but then also it obviously has flown into our our business life as well i think one of the keys whether it's your personal or business life and we'll just we'll just use an umbrella view at that at the moment mm-hmm. is that we really start off by looking at our why and that might shock people they might be like what is she going on about now why do i I hear this all the time like everybody's talking about their why and their purpose and why do why do i need to know my why yes the reality is, is if we don't actually come back to our personal values and what gets us up in the morning, of course our day is always going to design us versus the other way around because how do we possibly prioritise our day if we don't know what our driving force is behind it? Mm. If that hope that makes sense. So yes. one of the first things I would say is just touch base, reflect on why is it that you're doing what you're doing? And sometimes people have done these exercises before and they have a 47-page manifesto of what their why is. Um, I usually suggest that people try and simplify that into maybe a sentence. Yes, um, that would be good. That's easier to get back to first thing in the morning. Like we're all, I'm all about simplifying, not overcomplicating things. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you, in my life, I've definitely gone through stages where I've totally overcomplicated things. So this is definitely from lessons, uh, personal lessons uh, in simplification. Mm. But if we can break our why down to a simple sentence or a simple paragraph, it's those mornings where we don't want to drag our butts out of bed that we get going. Um, and it just enables the rest of the day to fall into place so much uh, more easily mm-hmm. uh, and lets us achieve the things that we really want to get done. So if people have already done this exercise, awesome. If those people might be listening and going, oh, I've heard this before, but I've never done this before. One of the good places I think to start is what do you surround yourself with in terms of whether it's books you're reading, television shows you're watching, documentaries you're, you're listening to, podcasts you're listening to. What are that, what's the main theme about? 
um, because I think particularly as women is often we think we know what our why should be because somebody else has told us about it mm-hmm. versus it actually being our personal why. Um, so that's one of the, the first steps I would actually suggest that people do when they're trying to get back control of their day because all of a sudden prioritizing the rest of your day becomes much more simple. Yeah, and I think that's the key, isn't it? We need to take those proactive steps to really start reflecting on and not just, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Well, there's a reason because it actually does work and we do need to set time aside that enables us to, 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 to really see what's not happening that really does need to happen and so that we feel that we're in control of what's happening to us rather than the other way around because quite often if we're really honest with ourselves in business even we don't have the right systems and processes we're not in the right environment we're not filling our minds with things that are empowering and supporting us and everything just is more of a drain we're, we're reactive to what's going on and and we need to stop put a line in the sand and say right from now on I need to make changes and it starts with this is that something that you found we really do need to make the decision that hey it, it has to change from this point forward otherwise we just end up falling back into those habits if you will that are just not supporting us yes oh absolutely and look I could talk about neuroplasticity and the neurological changes that actually happen within us all day Marie. so that's mm. probably another podcast <laughs> but um <laughs> Absolutely, and it's 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 also about retraining literally our brains in how we approach our day, mm-hmm. because it's very easy to fall back into old habits. I actually just posted something on my Instagram yesterday about yesterday about are you addicted to old habits and to bad habits, because it's it's the neurological patterning that we've had perhaps for five years, ten years, some some cases it might be twenty years, it might be forty years that we're actually having to retrain. So setting a a line in concrete is very important. Making sure that we've got the systems around us are also vital and key to making your day really fun Mm -hmm. um, whilst you're doing hopefully what it is that you love in the way that you love doing it. I think one of the other traps that people often fall into is that they're playing by somebody else's rules. Mm -hmm. And I understand in some jobs when you're an employee, you might have to do that to an extent. Um, but particularly if you're more of an entrepreneur or you, you're in your own business that you have control over, is really looking at how you have your day set up and is it set up best for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, to give you an example, I'm very much a morning person. I was the kid at uni that if I never got why people pulled all-nighters, I speak <laughs> about this a lot in my Stressless Live More workshop, yeah. um, is that I just I tried it once and I was – well, it was the worst thing I could have nah. ever done. <laughs> That's had, not like, it. Energy. This is like 20 years ago. I had an energy drink. Then I just couldn't think, nor I could I sleep. And by the time I got into the exam the next day, <laughs> my chiropractic master's degree. Yeah, it was like, was, what's my was, name again? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't, student number, what? Don't understand. What am I doing here? Mm. Um, I'm very much the sort of person that I need to switch off by a certain time of the evening and I'd be much better off getting up early the next day to start doing my work. So I even schedule my my hands-on work around that. I schedule my day in a circadian rhythm. Um, some of the listeners might have heard about that before. So our body works to a rhythm. It's a 90-minute rhythm. So I schedule my, my time when I'm actually hands-on around um, that way as well. I make sure that I have time throughout the week that I've actually just got downtime, chill-out time, daydream time. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people might think, well, that's a bit of a luxury. I think it's vital. Oh, yeah particularly to give yourself time to reflect on what is it that you want, what do you want to achieve in the next week, what goals are you going to set. 
Otherwise, you're just the hamster in the wheel, aren't you? You're just going constantly around and around and around um, and never really getting anywhere. Yeah. There's a couple of things that you mentioned, and I just want to reemphasize this because so many women, uh, we get stuck in this. And number one is comparison. When we look at what other people are doing, wow. And, and in your instance, you recognize that staying up all night was just not conducive to, to how your body and your mind operates. So if we look at what other people are doing and expect the same from us, not recognizing that, hang on a minute, we do better when we're in, in the morning or whatever it might be, and just not trying to, as you say, compare ourselves and, and live by other people's rules because that's what they do. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that that's right for you. That's important to recognize, isn't it? Otherwise, we just wear ourselves thin trying to be like what other people are doing and, 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 and how they're operating. Absolutely. And I see that more and more. And I'm sure you do too, um, through your work and through mm. your interviews where, where it's, and it was a great line that I heard the other night, actually at Business in Heels in the Illawarra, a lady called Jodie Cooper said, busy is the new black. And I thought that's just, that's gold mm. um, because you hear it more and more. And part of the reason why I think people are feeling so busy is because they are in that com compare game, whether it's via social media, whether it's in business, whether it's their next door neighbor and the grass is cut better, you know, whatever way that they're actually looking at that, that compare game, they then get into this cycle of busyness that just overtakes their life. And as you said, wears them very thin and it starts having impact on their health and their well-being and their mental health, uh, which then obviously has flow-on effects that uh, that can can reverse certainly reverse growth very quickly. Yeah, and you know that word that we know is brandished around the place. You know, hustling. Well, you can mm -hmm. hustle in a very productive way, and you know sometimes people don't know how to respond when they say, oh, "How are you?" Um, and, and normally, they go, oh, really busy. Say, well, actually, everything's really good. Things are automated. Yeah. Things are delegated. That's really the way that we. Should should be because I'm absolutely with you and that was a second point um, that I wanted to share that you mentioned taking time off is not because sometimes you know in the days gone by our parents sometimes if you just sit around doing nothing or resting you're, you're lazy well sorry but that is absolute bullshit uh, yes, sorry absolutely. did I just I'm say that on my podcast <laughs> now I can swear too good just checking yeah well it is <laughs> the reason being is that um yeah sorry Lisa um <laughs> in advance, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, here's why it, it is it is so because, and I recognise for me. I mean, I'm an extroverted introvert, which means I love doing podcasts, love speaking, love presenting. But then I need to get away from the people-ease because otherwise it just drains my energy. And so rest for me, it may be reading, it may be listening to podcasts, or it may just be sitting, looking out, you know, over landscapes or nature or, or whatever. It is vital that we recognise what fills us, what rejuvenates us, and that we schedule it in to our day, our week, our month, our year. Otherwise, we will continue to drain, yes? Yes, absolutely. And I think you made a vital point, which is understanding whether you are extrovertedly in, in, introvert mm. or the other way around and where you sit because I'm very similar. I'm very much an introvert. However, I like podcasting. I like speaking from stage. Very happy. Give me a microphone. I'm good. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But I find, and this is an irony because I work one-on-one -on -one with a lot of people and I speak to large groups, I also need that time away just to recharge. Yeah. There'd be other people that are extroverts that it's kind of the opposite where they actually charge by being around a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So just in the same way as one, one shoe doesn't fit everyone. It's yeah. not one size fits all. It's really starting to come to an understanding about what makes you tick, what lights you up, and how do you um, recognize and manage your stress most easily and that might be a little bit there's going to be some key themes for everybody mm. but it will actually differ slightly depending on what makes you tick and what what lights you up yeah uh, yeah 
And and not looking at it as as I said earlier, not looking at it as a luxury but a necessity, mm-hmm. um, and not having guilt around that. I think particularly for women, particularly women who are mums or who are caring for family members, it, it there's a, a sense of guilt that comes around that sitting quietly and just being. Yeah. Uh, and it's so important that you drop that at the door, basically. Mm, absolutely. Otherwise, you're sitting there doing nothing, thinking about how guilty you are while you're doing nothing. Yes. Right. Um, which, which, quite frankly, go do some work. If that's what you're going to do. Yeah, that's right. Go, go do something else. Mm. Uh, but also find, finding what that chill-out time might be for you. Like for me at home, um, and I realise what I'm about to say, some women will want to stab themselves in the eye at the thought of it, but I actually find cooking really relaxing if I've got time to do it. Yeah. So And, and feeding people, something I love to do, um, it's certainly something I've grown up with, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I realise uh, for many other people that is not relaxing. No. So it wouldn't be my suggestion to you if, if the thought of cooking makes you start shivering with fear and dread. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until you take time out to actually identify what recharges you and what invigorates you and what gives you that time to daydream and just switch off, get into what I would call a low-energy activity, mm. um, it's very hard to design your week until you've actually spent some time identifying these different areas, um, which is, is certainly stuff I talk about on, on my podcast on the Be the Queen of Stress and in some of the other workshops that I run. is. Yeah. And one of the things that I've found, particularly over the last 12 months that I've been doing a particular workshop, is I almost didn't start doing this particular workshop because I thought, no, it's, you know, this information everybody already knows. And of the hundreds of people that have actually come to this workshop, one of the things that I've realized is how few people know this information. Mm-hmm. And they're almost, you know, they're, they're trying to steer a ship with no rudder. Yeah. Haven't got the basics down pat to be able to start going, okay, well, this is what my week looks like. This is what my energy looks like over the weeks. Within that, there's responsibilities if we have responsibilities to our family, to our to our employees or to our, our clients if you're running your own business. But then there's we've got to be able to, to I guess, have a flexi- enough flexibility within that week to be able to move it around appropriately so we get the best out of the talents that we've got to give the world. Mm. That's what it's about for me is making change within my community but also from a global point of view by helping people individually shift their momentum. It's 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 something I feel so strongly about yeah. um, and realising that it's easy to forget how few people know certain basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like well, let's, run before we crawl. Yeah. So let's talk about um, recognising if we are behind the eight ball. I mean, everything that you've shared today certainly can can be their triggers and look, uh, is this happening? Well, we need to change something. But what are some key things people can start to look out for? Absolutely. Do you want to start personal or business first? Because I have what I call my eight ball quiz. Yeah. Um, so let's do personal first. Sure. Because this stuff might sound a bit obvious for some people. Some people go, oh, I don't really understand if this shows so stress. So basically when we're in stress, and I won't bore people to tears with it too much, but basically when, when we're under stress, it sets off our sympathetic nervous system. So we have two parts to our nervous system, our sympathetic and our parasympathetic nervous system. And so when we're under stress, our sympathetic nervous system fires off. It is an evolutionary trait that should work mm-hmm. because it's what makes us alert if we're walking down a dark alley at night and you hear a in the background you go oh my god there's a dodgy bloke behind Mm -hmm. me 
You want your body to be alert so you get the heck out of there, not so you go, oh, cool, there's a cucumber. Oh, hey, how are you doing? You want to get the heck out of there, right? Yes. So yeah. these are some of the signs. Um, and basically, I'll run through it really quickly. Uh, and if listeners want access to this, I'm very happy to make that available to right. people. But basically, there's eight questions to run yourself through and give yourself a score out of 10. So 10 is, oh, my goodness, this happens all the time. Zero is never, ever happens. Mm -hmm. So number one is, do you suffer with pain and inflammation regularly? So 10 is all the time, zero is, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. The second sign is, are your so shoulders tight and sore? So again, 10 is, yep, all the time, nobody can come near me. If you tried to touch my shoulders, I'd actually slap your hands away because they're that sore. Mm -hmm. Zero is, no, they're loose, they're loosey-goosey mm -hmm. all the time, mm -hmm. okay? Number three is, um, do, do lights and sound irritate you? So are you the person that's wearing sunglasses when you're walking outside, even though it's actually raining outside and it's overcast, but it's still too bright and glary for you? Or for me, when my adrenals are playing up, sound is, is my, is yes, my bugbear. Yeah, it's where in yeah. the morning the television can be the same level that it was at the night, but when the kids are watching it, it's like, oh, my God, you actually need to turn that down because it's gnawing through the centre of my brain. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's looking at that. So 10 is that's gnawing through to the centre of your brain. Number four is... Uh, how tired and fatigued are you? So are you always fatigued or is it, no, I've got great energy. If you've got great energy, it's closer to zero um, and you can make yourself a scale zero through to ten. Five is how wound up are you? You know, at the end of the day, is it, you know, one of your kids or a colleague at work only needs to say one more thing to you and you are going to actually want to be physically violent <laughs> towards them. <laughs> um, number six is do you have any digestive issues? Ten is, yep, I constantly, I have bloating, I have gas, um, I just, my belly feels awful. Zero is not, it's good. Seven is food sensitivities. You know, it could in the past, you could eat some gluten, but now as soon as you eat gluten, your belly distends and you look like a, a child that hasn't eaten in, in mm. years. And number eight is what does your posture look like? Do you have bad posture? Bad posture would be a 10. No, I've got brilliant posture would be down towards a zero. And sometimes people go, well, what's posture got to do with it? But if I can create a visual for the listeners, if you think about somebody that's stressed, think about what their posture looks like. Usually their head is dropped forward from their shoulders, yeah. their shoulders are rounded and they're slumped. You don't need to be a chiropractor or any health professional to know somebody's not very happy if they're in that posture. Mm -hmm. And if you're consistently stressed, that often becomes a long-term issue that people need help in terms of getting back to where it should be because it actually our posture affects how well our brain and body can actually connect and that means how well we're able to function throughout the day whether that's through clarity of thought literally your your energy throughout the day and just your ability to become more expansive in the things that you're taking on versus actually contracting yes so, makes sense yeah so that's the eight ball quiz so if you run back through that you'll get a score out of 80 and really anything if you're 30 and under, cool, you've got good handle. It's a good indication you've got a good handle on your stress. If you're between 30 to 60, I'd certainly say there's elements that you need to keep an eye on. And if you're between 60 or 80, I'd definitely suggest that you, you get make sure you're getting help and, and mentoring in the right areas, whether yeah. that's seeing the right health professional or um, the right advisor to make sure that you can lower some of those, those numbers. So yeah. um, I've found that people find that quiz so helpful because whilst it might sound obvious certain aspects of it again if you don't measure it and you don't give yourself a baseline how do you know if you're improving or not mm. and by tweaking certain areas um it, within that it's it's amazing what sort of shifts can happen in how people are coping with stress yes because as we talked about earlier on it's always going to be there it's whether you are actually coping and adapting to it 
or whether it's just basically taking control of you and your life. Yeah, absolutely. And so you were saying that um, you, there's also one for, for business. I mean, this if, if yes. you're showing up uh, and, and this is impacting kind of your business and you can, if it's a high, then this has got to be impacting how you're showing up in your business too. But what are the questions for the business, for the professional? Abs absolutely. Well, just to confuse people, Emery, I actually flipped this one where we want low, we want low scores on this one, but um, versus the high one. So, in terms of that, is that number one is I would say so. In terms of the questions, is a high score is good. Yeah. Sorry, I repeat that. A low score is bad. So the number one question is, how clear is your why? Mm -hmm. We've sort of discussed that a little bit today. So if your why is super crystal clear, I would give yourself a ten. Yep. Do you have your business values and culture defined? So if yes, we have a document, I could walk over to my laptop right now and pull it up for you mm -hmm. and I could bring you up my team culture, my business culture, my values. That's a 10. Mm -hmm. If you're like, oh, my God, Dr. Emma, I've thought of that in my life. <laughs> yeah, what's that? So what, what's that? What do, is that something? Is that a something? Yeah. Um, yes, it is a something and, and it should be part of, part of your day. Mm. And again, people might be like, well, why would this be causing me stress? If you don't have some of these things set in place, again, it becomes the rudderless ship. Yes. Um, my next question to you would be, are you having fun at work? Yeah, I have a blast at work. That's a 10. Actually, no, most days I feel like I've got to drag my butt into work because I'm not enjoying um, whether it's the team around me, I'm not mm. enjoying the work itself, I'll have that down lower. Number four is, is your weekly schedule actually scheduled? Or are you one of those people, which I would say if it is, great, that's a 10. If it's not and you're one of these people that are, when you say, what's on for today? And you go, I don't know until I get to the office. Mm. Uh, I would put you lower down the scale because it's it, it becomes stressful even getting to the office if you're not quite sure what's about to happen. That's right. It starts that anxiety monster before you've even got into the front door of if you're at a big, bricks and mortar or until you've switched your laptop on if, you, if you're working virtually. Mm. Number five is, do you own your schedule? So, in, and I, that comes back to what we were talking about earlier is, are you in the compare game and you, you're sort of playing by somebody else's rules or actually is your schedule set up so that you are at your absolute best? And then the last few actually come around money. So, as far as money in your business, particularly if you're running your own business, what's cash flow like? Is it where you want it to be? Mm -hmm. Because I know in the past when cash flow has been interesting, um, it becomes stressful. If you don't have a consistent cash flow within your business, it can become very, very stressful. So if cash flow is awesome and you're like, I'm all over it and I'm drawing a regular wage and I'm paying all my entitlements that I need to be paying, et cetera, et cetera, awesome, that's a 10. If you're like, oh, actually, I kind of pay myself when I can and mm -hmm. I do X, Y, Z and, you know, really I'm going to fix that up next year, I would put that lower down the scale. The seventh one is, do you have planning around how you make profit? Which comes a little bit back to cash flow, but making sure that you've actually got profit allocated within that cash flow. Again, that would be a 10 if you do and down lower down the scale if you don't. And my, my last question of the business eight ball quiz is, do you have processes and systems in place that work and that are actually followed? Because I think that that is key as well. If it's a 10, yes, absolutely. All my team, all my staff know exactly what my process is. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. It means it frees up so much more time out of your week 
that otherwise you're spent putting out fires all week because somebody's not following the system or there is no system because somebody's memory managing it versus being able to open up, up a document and go, oh, that's the process I'm about to do. Great, this is exactly how I do it. Yeah. So Great. that's the eight-ball quiz. So for this one, for your business one, you want a high score for this one. Mm-hmm. So it's the flip of the personal one. So if you're 80 out of 80, fabulous. I would love to come and, and hang out at your business and talk more <laughs> about how you do that. If you're lower down, again, I'd suggest if you're not sure how to turn that around is make sure you're getting help and the right advice of how to do that Um, because otherwise it can make going to work every day and doing hopefully, as I said earlier, what it is that you love, it becomes stressful and it becomes like a bad relationship that you potentially start resenting versus making the difference and helping the people that you want to help on a daily basis. It becomes it becomes that relationship that becomes quite toxic. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, for, for the women that have gone through either of those um, eight ball quizzes, if they are, well, uh, very high on the first one, which we really wanted a lower score for, and, and the other way around, if we're quite low on the last, on the second one, the professional, the business one, yet we wanted a higher score, rather than beating yep. yourself up and getting all stressed about it, just celebrate it because now you've got a list of things that you can work towards, things that you can start to look at to, to, to ease, yeah, to ease whatever's going on around you to, to better to better support you as you're moving either in your personal life or in your professional life. What would you say are your top tips on how we can start to use stress for good versus evil? Absolutely. Well, number one is start using your deadlines. So that might sound counterintuitive to some because some people already have that uh, emotion around the word deadline or deadlines are a bad thing. Mm. I love deadlines Mm. and I love Gets you into action, doesn't it? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, If there was a a, a course at university that was on procrastination, I would have got a high distinction, I promise you. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) So... One of the things with using using stress for good is being really aware of what your deadlines are and when you need to do things because if you're aware of your deadlines is it means you can start scheduling your week appropriately. Mm. It's a bit like delivering a talk and I'm sure you, you would probably do something similar, Emery. If you're if you're engaged to do a, a, a workshop or a keynote six months prior to the date, there's very little point actually writing that keynote six months prior to the date. Yeah, because that's right. When you get closer, the information may or may not be relevant. You may or may have shifted your belief system around what you were going to deliver six months ago. The likelihood, I don't know about you, but for me to remember something I wrote six months ago and what the hell I meant by that particular slide is Mm, slim to none. mm. So I need to make sure that I'm scheduling that closer to the deadline um, and then I can let it go. I don't really need to think about it. I might put thought to it when I'm daydreaming and I might take some notes. But as far as actually sitting down and having to get it done, it's not much closer to that to that date yeah. hope that makes sense yeah, and it's the same absolutely. within our week is being aware of when are things due so that you make sure you can allocate the appropriate amount of time that it takes you to do it like don't leave it till the last minute and you can't get it done but leaving yourself appropriate amount of time to be getting those those tasks done you'll find you start becoming more efficient mm-hmm. and you'll start noticing that you procrastinate less and you waste less time because yeah. if we've got half an hour to do something, we usually get it done in half an hour. Mm-hmm. If we give ourselves three hours, we usually will take three hours exactly. to do something. <laughs> and the drawers will be clean and, you know. <laughs> and, you know, all of a sudden washing needs to get done and you don't actually usually do your own washing. But, you know, all these yeah. things end up starting to come into our sphere if we don't give ourselves the appropriate time. So that would be my, my first tip is use your deadlines wisely. Yeah. The second tip is, 
acknowledging that the stress is there and accepting it for the good that it will actually bring. And again, that might sound a bit out there and woo-woo, but if you're constantly going, oh my God, my day's so busy and oh my God, I'm so stressed and oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, the reality is, is that you're not going to have the clarity of thought to get anything done Mm -hmm. versus going, you know what, I am under the pump. And the cool thing about me being under the pump is it means, for example, if I've got a big event coming up where we, we run regular wellness events locally where we might have, say, 200 people coming along, it's going to be a busy build up and we will be under the pump, but I get excited by it because I know that in the next number of hours or days, we're going to have this awesome group of people together. We're going to be delivering great content and we're going to make a difference in the world. Yes. And then from that, there's going to be an awesome flow on effect from all different channels that people end up going into after our events. Mm-hmm. Now, if I looked at it from the other way and going, oh my God, there's so much work to do and how are we ever going to get it done and all this stuff. It would take all the joy out of actually delivering that value to the people that are in front of us. So it's really getting your your perception around that stress just shifted. And for some of you, it will be a massive shift. For some of you, it will be like, okay, I just need to tweak that about five degrees and then I'm I'm on track. Mm -hmm. But that can really make a huge difference in how you're using stress. And the last tip is understand pressure is, is, which is similar, but understanding pressure is a good thing. At the end of the day, that's how diamonds are formed. Diamonds are formed because sand gets put under a whole heap of pressure and, and diamonds actually form from that. If we don't have pressure on us on certain occasions is we actually won't either jump to the next level of our comfort zone or make the growth that we want to make personally or, or or professionally yeah just such great tips and and as you said I mean you really need to start to recognize have that self-awareness unless we know how we you know regain our energy recoup our energy what time of day works best for us we're really not able to schedule in things that um, get the best of our time when we you know energy wise and just really um, keeping an eye out for those various points that you mentioned uh, in those eight ball quizzes which I absolutely love is a couple of that I need to, to go and see. Well, the shoulders for me, and, and, and that's self-inflicted, I know, because I've always carried heavy bags, even, you know, from a teenager, which not so good now that I'm getting older. And, of course, being at a, at a desk, you need to stretch. You need to – that actually has to be on my um, my to-do list, I think. Well, then, today was worthwhile recording if for, only for changes that you were going to make, Emery, yeah. but I'm, I know we'll make, we'll make impact for oh, other people as well. Oh, look, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so how can people find – Find out more. What's the best way for them to reach out and connect with you? Well, if it's around the stress stuff, my the queenofstress.com uh, website's a really good spot to start. So that will point you in the direction of my podcast, which is a weekly podcast. They're quick snippets. I do about a 10-minute, 10, 10 to 15-minute show each week um, because I know that we're all pressed for time on mm. occasion. So it's it's uh, particularly where I live down the south coast of New South Wales, it generally takes 10, 15 minutes to get everywhere. Yes. So I figure it's a car trip. Yeah, great. Uh, that, that, that's part of the inspiration. Um, it's more around the business side of things. Definitely check out uh, the podcast that I'm co-founder and, and co-presenter on, which is the Momentum Architects, mm-hmm. not the awards. Um, so it's the Momentum Architects. Both you can find on iTunes uh, and they're both hosted on the Wellness Couch. Um, and if you want more information about who I am and what I do from speaking and, and I guess the, the whole kit and caboodle is uh, heading to drmaria.com.au is, is the best place to start. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you so much for sharing those insights. Absolutely valuable uh, personally and professionally. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, you're so welcome, Anne-Marie. Thanks so much for having me on. 
And that brings us to the end of another show. I know that you have taken away lots of great insights and please reach out uh, on all the ways that Dr. M has uh, shared for you. Now, if this is the very first time that you are joining us today, thank you so much. It really has been an honor to share some time with you. Remember to subscribe to the show on the Apple Podcasts or one of the Google Pay apps to access that. All you need to do is go to the show notes. You'll see the links there, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash B-I-H-1-7, Ambitious Entrepreneur Network com forward slash bih17 Hi, this is Anne-Marie. Have you enjoyed listening to this podcast interview and have often thought how awesome it would be to have your very own podcast so you can change the world with your message while become known as an influential voice in your industry, but you just don't know where to start? I've created a special gift just for you. It's my free mini training, Podcasting with Purpose, where I share the key things you need to know to stand out, be heard and influence your audience from your very first podcast. I'm also giving you access to my podcast production workflow checklist, where I share what I do step-by-step to create a podcast. I'm also going to give you access to a checklist of no-cost and low-cost tools to get you started. To access my Podcasting with Purpose mini training, go to www.annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. That's annemariecross.com forward slash mini training.